Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons and people doing cool shit. Guys, what's up? How are you? Tully, you didn't drop a happy Wednesday. No, what I happened? didn't because what's last week you said don't do a happy Wednesday because it could be any other day. But anyway, whatever day it is, hi, how are you? We're currently still in sunny LA on our little podcast tour and we are feeling good. It's our last week and we're going home on Saturday and I've had a blast. It's been busy, but gee, I'm excited to go home. Yeah, we were talking about it last night when we were out to dinner. You were like, you know what? I just want to eat all Mm. my meals at home. We get sick of eating out. Yeah, and it's not like we're eating at restaurants all the time. Like if you've been to America, you know, there's a lot of like salad bars and Mm. like all these kind of stuff. And you can still eat really, really healthy, but like I'm so sick of eating out and I just can't wait to like make my own food. And again, I'm such a routine person. I actually really do miss my routines back home. Plus, I'm not a tired ass, but shit is expensive. It's actually, guys, I've actually had quite a few messages from like friends like, how's LA? What is it like? And I'm like, it's amazing. Like I don't see it very different to what it was before except shit is expensive. Yeah. Like Ubers, guys, and it's probably the petrol prices, all that kind of stuff. Um, and even Ubers back at home have gotten expensive. Like mm. you've got to put in – you've got to realise here it's like you're paying US dollars and then you, trans, you convert it to Australian and it's like even more. So it's – if you're planning on coming out, like save a little bit of extra money. I'd um, say for like our cheap salad dinner nights down at Sweet Greens, I think our bowls are $30 plus. Well, they are $30 plus. And that's one of our cheaper nights. Like yep. that's why I said to Sarah, I'm like, we can't keep going out for dinners all the time because it's it's expensive. Me over here wanting to hit up all the best Italian restaurants and oh, sushi restaurants You know, in town. it's like, oh, same. Like there's so many places. I'd love to go to Sugarfish every night, but yeah. it's like we have to be smart. There is inflation. Shit's getting – like even my girlfriend before was messaging me. She's like, is it expensive? I'm like, yeah, it is. She's like, it's so expensive. She's like, it's so scary mm. with how much things are going up in price in Australia, which – Guys, inflation. That's- yeah. So it's like you just – like we can't – be so flexible with money like we used to. You have to be quite smart about it. And that's why I've been saying, Sarah, we can't eat out all the time. Like, and we're not tired asses and we have the money, but it's like, "Mm, no, let's just be smart about what we're doing. And that goes to also our new business, Fifi. So um, it all kind of rolls in. I'm learning. I've never been a tired ass, like I said, and I've always just spent money on stupid shit. And now that I'm getting older and learning about inflation, um, and doing more work into FIFI, which is our other business that's launching soon, about educating women about wealth and all that kind of stuff. I'm trying to be smarter with my money. I And I, that's big for me. I see that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. Are you being tired? No, no, not tired ass. I'm not, I'm not being a tired ass. I'm just being, I'm just not spending my money on stuff that I would usually spend my money on. Oh, yeah. Being very aware. Definitely. I was going to say that was my word. I'm yeah. definitely aware of where my money goes. Yeah. So it's like, you know, things like, okay, yeah, 
I think we spoke about this in the first episode. Yeah, okay, we are spending $11 Australian on coffee every day, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And that's, but I'm also kind of like, well, I'm not shopping like I usually would. Yeah. So it's like, that's my little treat in the morning. Um, I'm not spending money. Like there's been so many things I'd love to buy and, you know, I might go shopping today or whatever, but I'm just being really smart with my money. Apart from that, we have been together 17 days straight. Mm-hmm. We haven't killed each other. No, but I've been finding, and this is not you, this is me because I, and I don't know if you're the same, but like I obviously, well, I live alone and I love my alone time. So I have found myself getting irritated, not by you, but just by little things like. My chewing? No, no, no. <laughs> it's just like little things. Like I'm getting frustrated and irritated and then I'm like, okay, I need to like just go outside for a little bit by myself. Um I'm finding that. But that's, again, because we've been together like 24-7 for like seven. It's not normal. No, it's so not normal. it's like I have found myself. We actually haven't had any blow-ups really. Nah, we haven't. I think that's us getting older too. Like even my boyfriend, he was on the phone. He's like, so like how the fuck have you and Sarah been together for so long? He's like, I actually would have killed someone. And my boyfriend's very like patient and like chill. Like you know what he's like. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like I don't know. This trip's been different. Like I don't know what it is. I said, I ha- don't get me wrong, I've been irritated. Like maybe you, you have done something or it's me doing something and I get irritated by it quite quickly. But that's when I'm like, okay, I need to like just go outside by myself or yeah. go in another room. And but you yeah. check me. You're like, Sarah, I don't do everything the same as yeah. you. Relax. Yeah. Like even the way I turn the car off, Sarah's like, fuck. And I'm like, Sarah, stop. <laughs> like actually just because I don't do things the way you do them, you can't get frustrated at other people. Can we put this in perspective, guys? So when Tully turns the car off. It's also a car that I'm not used to. She turns the ignition off, then puts the handbrake on, then puts it in park. I don't do it all the time, but I just do that because it's a funny car. Last time I tried to do it with the engine on, it wouldn't let me do it. Mm. So anyway, just remember, guys, if someone does something different to you, don't get pissed at them because it is really frustrating. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, but we've done really well for yeah. for business partners that don't see each other. Like we see each other all the day, yeah. all, every day, but to spend 24 hours with each other. It's just a different level. I have to say, whose side of the room is messier? Who has Definitely m- Sarah's. Who has more of the room? Not me. I've only got this section. You're and, sharing the shoe side. And you have You've clothes You've got all the drawers. Oh, I haven't utilised the drawers. Oh, see, I have. That's oh. probably why my side's neater. I've used the first two top drawers. Literally living out of suitcase, guys. Yeah, it's not fun. But let's stop babbling on. Oh, another reason why we're babbling on is the last episode of our LA tour. Yeah, we're just so going to give you a little bit of a rundown a wrap of up. what's been happening. But today, who do we have on the episode? Brit Turpak. Okay, so Brit Turpak is like, get your coffee, get your day, like a bundle of… Energy, um, joy. Positivity. Yep. Blows my mind how like positive and happy she always is but so we've again we've known Brit for a long time um met her at soul cycle but we had her on and her life again the same as our last week episode just to see her growth in the last like three years has been phenomenal yeah um especially in the mental health space yeah she works with um NAMI, NAMI, which is yeah. like the health mental health organization of America. Do we have anything like that in Australia? I'd say like Beyond Blue or something yeah, like but that. I feel like it's- but she literally goes into schools and colleges and talks about mental health and works one on one with um I'd say patients. Yeah. And going back, she talks about it on the podcast, but obviously 
to be in that space, I feel like you've had to get really rock bottom mm. and then work your way out. And she has these amazing, I think it was five tools. She has these amazing yeah. five, five tools that she started incorporating into her life and her life just changed. Dramatically. Amazing. Yeah. And she like dedicated, like we all have our own tools, but I don't know about you guys or you say but. I like go in phases. Like mm. I'll meditate every day for like three months and then something will slip and then I won't. But I know when to pull myself back and start. But she's been religious in doing so and doesn't put herself down if maybe she doesn't meditate for half an hour but only meditates for two minutes. And I thought that was really amazing because I feel like as perfectionist A-type personalities, which I presume she is, um, that you can really make yourself, like put yourself down mm. if you don't do those things to the T. So I liked that part of the podcast. Yeah, I think it was a really beautiful conversation on finding your purpose. Mm-hmm. Agree. So, yeah, I really, again, I've enjoyed all the episodes we've done here. They've all been very different, similar but different. Um, and Britt, we love you. And it was an amazing episode. And I think you guys should incorporate her five tools to change your life for the best. Agree. And on that note, (laughs) we hope you enjoy the episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share with all your friends. And we'll see you guys back in Oz. Brittany, welcome to Curious Conversations. Do you want to know something so funny? What? My name's not Brittany. It's just Brit. It's just Brit. Did Are you know Brittany? That? I thought it was Brittany too. No, it's just Brit. Brit with a double T. No Brit with a double T I on never the knew birth that. certificate. I always call you Brittany Turpak. You know what's so funny? So my mom, like the first phrase she taught me to say when I was little. <laughs> My name's Brit. <laughs> and she'd be like, it's Brittany, bit. uh, it's it's Brit, Brit, bitch. <laughs> She's like, you tell people it's just Brit. And so I'm like two running around being like, just Brit, just Brit. <laughs> just Brit with a double T. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here I with know. you too. It's been a minute. It's been three years. Yeah, it has been three years. And we're finally in LA and to be fair, we've been on your podcast before. Do you still have that podcast? I don't have that podcast. Okay. But I've been – yes, you actually, you guys were one of my first guests on my podcast. No way. Yes. A, well, I would say a handful. Of okay. The first, yeah. Under the first 10, uh-huh. for sure. Um, but I'm – and then I started another one, but I took a pause. But I'm just – I need to get back into it. Yeah, this it's is, a lot of work. I listened to your Dancing in the Grey one. Yes. I listened to it with Minaj and we got a yes, shout out on that, Tala. you did. did. Yes. did. Yeah. I just oh. took a pause because of time purposes. Oh, right. oh. <laughs> Don't worry, we've been on a little hiatus. So <laughs> we haven't recorded or we recorded a cheeky podcast yesterday or the day before yep. just to like, hey, we're back. But we had not recorded a podcast for I think five to six weeks because you get busy and podcasting is a lot. It's a lot, but we also love it. Let the people know that we've started two other businesses. Yeah, in the true, meantime. but we love it. But we're so happy to have you on. Can you just give us very quick, because we'll get into the podcast, a little lowdown of who you are? Sure. Sure, sure, I'm sure. Brit. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm Brit with two T's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Brittany. Um, wow, that's... <clears throat> I am a person, I am a human who loves to have a lot of fun. Love that. Who likes and loves enjoying, you know, spending time with her loved ones, the two people I'm sitting by right now. Mm -hmm. Cute. But you would probably know me as a mental health advocate, Mm -hmm. educator, 
and representative of NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Illness. And that's Um, in America. Yes. We are the nation in America's largest grassroots mental health organization, providing Mm -hmm. education, resources, and support to people living with mental health conditions. Um, And then also with for family members who have loved ones that live with mental health conditions. Oh, that's great. And then I also teach yoga and Pilates. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We're the queens of it's a lot. But, but previously to that, I know you haven't always been in the mental health space, but what did you do before that? Like what brought you to Los Angeles? Well, I came here for school. Okay. So I went to Pepperdine. But behind that, acting, that was the thing that really, really, you know, drove me to want to be here, aside from the weather and the beach, because who wouldn't want to be here? (laughs) Um, But what I realized about, you know, by the time I was in my mid-20s is, like, I reflected upon why do I love acting or why was this something I wanted to pursue? And it was because I loved inspiring people. Like I just said, in my introduction. I love making people laugh or making Mm. people feel good or entertaining people. Mm. And I think a lot of times we put glass ceilings on ourselves and thinking in very like one directional, like this is the, this is the only way I can achieve that if that's my goal. And I just broke that glass ceiling because I realized I could do it through so many other mediums, like the teaching yoga, like the teaching Pilates, like having a podcast. Mm -hmm. And it was actually that podcast that you first mentioned that was really pivotal for me in transitioning into the mental health space because that podcast opened me up to seeing that I could do all of those things in this different medium. And I set out to have this podcast, and mine was initially, not initially, but I knew mine had an end goal. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted to interview 50 women on success, purpose, and leadership. And I thought that looked different for a variety of us, yourself included. And as I was having these conversations with all of these different women who were so awesome and living, you know, in their purpose – I realized I was having the same conversation with each one of them, Mm -hmm. despite their different demographics and backgrounds. And so that led me to be like, hmm, there's something here. Mm -hmm. So I dug deeper into my conversations with all of you, and I realized that all of you really possessed this self-acceptance and Mm self-worth that I really admired. Yeah. And so it led me to another like aha moment. So I dug even deeper back into the conversations and I came up with a list of five practices that I equated with that self-acceptance and self-worth, aka success, yeah. if you want to call it. And I was, you know, I must point out that at that time I was in a very um, challenging time in my life mm-hmm. and It was really like my life school moment as I was going through this process and figuring things, these things out. And so I equated that if I practiced these five things that I just mentioned, that I would heal and get better. Mm -hmm. And so I did. I started to do that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it wasn't an overnight thing. It took me about two years. I am answering this question. It just is a long (laughs) time. No, no, I'm interested. I'm motivated. Um. I started to see internal changes within myself and then, you know, the external obviously starts to change as well Mm -hmm. because it always does start within. Mm -hmm. And in that process, I was like, kids need to know about these five steps to, you know, self-acceptance and self-worth. 
And, you know, why these five steps are essentially like prioritizing your mental health through these different practices. And then in doing that, I started pitching this to schools in the local Los Angeles Mm -hmm. area, which is really funny in retrospect because I was so underdeveloped. This concept and idea was so underdeveloped. Like, I didn't even have a PowerPoint. So I don't even know why half of these schools were like, sure, you can come speak to our students. But I had a lot of passion behind it. So I think that was definitely the thing that allowed me to get myself Mm -hmm. in the door. But then cut to NAMI came into the picture. And I had never heard of them before in my life. But they were like, hey, this is mental health education. And these are positive coping strategies in the mental health space. Do you want to come work for us? And I was like, I was definitely in a season of yes. And I was like, I don't know who you are, but sure. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. And then four years later, it really opened a door to this journey of advocacy work in the mental health space. Yeah. Now I'm here. Amazing. For the folks listening at home, what are the five? Those five things. So I call the first one alignment. And it's all about based on practices you can do throughout the day. Um, The first three are morning practices. So the second Mm -hmm. I wake up, I meditate. Mm -hmm. And that for me is my moment of alignment. And I just want to encourage people, you know, like even if you don't sit down and have like a 20-minute practice or, you know, the idea you're new to it and it's really overwhelming, even if you just cultivate and create the space and container for it and starting with one minute a day, you'll start to see the benefits in the repetition of it. Mm So that's my first one. My second one is based on perspective. It's a gratitude list. Yeah. Love that. So actively putting pen to paper because instead of just stating it out loud um, or typing it on a phone, we actually use a higher level of our subconscious mind when we write things down. Mm -hmm. So I actually write down the phrase, I am grateful for. So I do that too. Yeah. And I don't care if I like put this banana. Yeah. But like there have been times which, you know, I didn't always have a place to sleep at night Mm -hmm. or – whatever. So like I will find the most quote unquote mundane things. And sometimes I repeat them day after day, but like, I'm genuinely fucking grateful for those things. Um, or even just something that's light, like my coffee, you guys know I love coffee. So (laughs) I look forward to that every day, but I do think it's important to shift your vibration and to get yourself in that space Mm -hmm. of appreciation Mm -hmm. because it just makes you feel better. Yeah, it's true. So that's my number two. Number three is movement. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I meditate, have the gratitude, and then I move, move my body. I work out a lot throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm not working out like first thing in the morning, I will get up and go for a walk or I will put headphones in and just dance around. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important to physically get out of one space and into another mm. and sometimes just to get out of yeah. your head and to just like intuitively move. And it doesn't matter if it's just 10 minutes. No, just something little. It's like, a shift of energy, yeah. I feel like. It totally is. Yeah. It definitely is. And if you think about it, like we store emotions in our body. Mm. We do. And so whether you like help – work through things through breath. Because I also see breath as movement. Yeah. Um, Through breath or through physically, like, jumping around. Like, it's so, so helpful mm-hmm. for your mind, your body, and your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my fourth one is I really believe in practicing purposeful acts of kindness daily. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's not – so the first three, like I said, I do in the morning. I consider it, like, my mental health toolkit. But then the second two, I just – 
you know, sprinkling throughout the day, but not randomly doing it, intentionally doing it. Be like, I'm going to hold a door for this person or I'm going to make eye contact with you because I think we've just become so disconnected. Mm. We're also yeah. like on our phones, yeah, whatever. True. Like if you walk down the street and you smile at somebody, they're either shocked or, you know, they, they feel awkward and like look the other way. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, I'm really just trying to connect with yeah. you. Yeah. And you don't know how their morning started or they no. might be. So it's like a, a beautiful thing to do. I think that's – I love that. Well, I, I like the thought of doing it mindfully because yeah. in my head when I do my acts of kindness, I think – they always have to be a big gesture, like buy the next person a coffee could or something. Could be picking up the rubbish that they've dropped. It could it, be anything. It could be anything, yeah. but it could be just holding the door open for someone. Mm. For sure. Yeah. And I think the thing that I've really, like, come back to, and I was just talking about this um, on a new segment I was on last week, like, it's so important to have this mental health conversation, but really I think, you know, in addition to teaching mental health, we need to actually just be teaching kindness. Yeah. 100%. Because – you know, like you said, holding the door is, it's a ripple effect. Mm. Like change on a big, big level really does start at a micro level Mm -hmm. because think about it. You hold the door for that person. Maybe that person just went through like being fired from their job or being whatever. And it was, you know, relationship breakup or just, you know, fight with partner, having a bad day. And it just shifts their perspective and it's a domino effect from there. And instead of maybe negatively impacting people, like everybody that they come in contact with, it's that domino mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. It was like this morning. Sorry, I know you're going to get to your fifth, but this morning when we did you, that, we went to Alfred's um, on Alfred's place and we we're walking. And like LA is pretty like not that kind, I would say. So I'm so happy you're doing that. But that old, there was an old guy, gentleman, was walking towards us and he's like, good morning. And I was like, oh. Hi, good morning. I wasn't expecting it, yeah, but it's like, I wasn't oh, that was really it. nice. Yes. It's refreshing. Yeah. And I don't, it's so interesting because I also don't think LA is like the No, it's not very place. kind. No. No. And I, I think it's because it breeds, it almost breeds like an ego, um, yeah, yep. self-serving mentality. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. if you think about it, people come here for self-serving reasons. Yeah. And like yeah, right. myself included, mm-hmm. I'm not discrediting myself from that well, group Well, same with us, mm-hmm. like coming here. But unfortunately in that, I think people get, this is where the divide happens. Mm-hmm. I think people just get so caught up in self mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like lose themselves. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. In that. And then all or any morals, values just kind of go to the wayside, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. So what's number five? So number five I call community, but mm-hmm. really it's this idea and practice of being mindful of what you take into your body, both physically and metaphorically. Mm-hmm. So really watching what food and beverages yep. you eat, who you follow on social media. None of you can see me, but I'm holding right <laughs> Yeah. Um, who you follow on social media, the books that you read. The music that you listen to, podcasts that you listen mm-hmm. to, like I really believe everything that we're taking in is a representation of who you're becoming yeah. and who like you want to become. So choose wisely. Yeah, I agree with that. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So how so – I can't remember what you said before, but how long ago did you implement this into your life? Two years. Um, what year? I'm so bad at that. So it's 2022 now. I feel like – was it in 2020? I think earlier. No, it was earlier. It was 2018. Okay. So with these five action points, 
you you were saying they were the underlying themes of these 50 successful yes yes Yes. and what's so interesting is like these women I want to point out were everything from you like you guys Mm. um entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. um artists creatives to somebody that worked at the DMV yeah (laughs) Yeah, wow to teachers to Angela Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. to fitness instructors to you know CEOs to corporate women in corporate spaces. So it was definitely a large range of individuals that were involved, but that underlying through line amongst all of you was so evident for me. Wow. So before you started the podcast, you had no idea that that was like a pattern in successful women. You just discovered no, that when I doing dis- the podcast. I discovered that when doing the podcast. It's amazing. And really, I just I'm somebody that seeks patterns in general. Uh Like I'll start to do something, anything really. I'm trying to think of another example and I can't right now. But um, again, I'm like something will come to me. But I'll start to do something or I'll start to do something, you know, in repetition and I will see patterns. I'll Mm. be like, hmm, connecting dots, connecting dots. And that's just kind of how my – Yeah, how my brain works in general. Yeah. So I just needed to dig further and – that's also where my intuition is so strong for me yeah. and something that really guides me and has always guided me, but something that I've really leaned into within the last couple of years. Uh-huh. So I was like, no, I just need to follow this and I need to see where this takes me. Yeah. And really, like, if you would have asked me even when I developed, what was so interesting is I remember very vividly where I was when those five things came to me. Because it just kind of happened. I'm going to say woo-woo. It's kind of like a download. No, it is a download. Yeah. It was spirit channeling through me. Yeah. I'm not like – Yeah, no. I don't mean to sound so – No, 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 no. Yeah. um, I felt – I and I haven't Hmm. been on drugs. (laughs) (laughs) I was like – But you imagine. But I imagine (laughs) that that's – The feeling. Because I was just writing and it was coming. And I was like, one, two, three, four, five. This is one. This is what it means. This is two. This is what it means. And I was just so there but not there. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I was hovering. Yeah. And I've had a few moments of like that in my life and that was definitely one of them. And after I did that, I was like – I looked at the paper and I really wish I could find it, but I was like, this is my life. And I didn't really know what that meant Mm -hmm. at the time. And like, as you know, you know, we take so many different Mm. journeys and paths and whatnot, but even with all of the different things that I do, it is kind of like the underlying theme amongst all of them. Yeah. And it's really that awareness for mental health, for physical health, for spiritual health. Mm -hmm. How receptive are the younger people that you're teaching about the five pillars? That's a great question. Yeah. It's, I would say from my experience, Mm. it's more receptive to, or college students are more receptive to it. A lot of our listeners are Australian. So college students, what age group is that? uh, I would say 18 18 to 24. 24. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But do you feel, I feel like, I wish I had learned all this stuff in mm. primary school and high school. So that's your aim is to gradually get it into like the younger younger students. Younger students, but I really like the college age students mm-hmm. simply because, side note, I live with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And that's where my mental health conditions came yeah. up for me. And 
mine had a lot to do with situational depression or situational anxiety. So external factors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at the time, what I didn't realize is 75% of mental health conditions will come up for a person between 18 and 24. Yep. Simply Mm. because of all of life's transitions. Developing. Yes. There's so much happening at that time. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the skill set in place to deal with emotion, and like we all deal with stress. Yeah. We all deal with stress. It can compound. So many changes are happening. It's like you can't deal. And like for me, cut to then like seven years later and I was – a hot mess (laughs) because I couldn't cope and deal Mm -hmm. and I was avoidant to so many things. We were talking about an avoidant before before this podcast. But I also know that it is impactful for high school students. Like I was up at Malibu High School four years ago. Mm -hmm. And sometimes with high school students, they're little shits. You know, they're looking at you like, Oh my God, this is so boring. (laughs) What is she talking about? What is she talking about? And you just never know what lands, but I always do believe it's this idea of like planting seeds. Mm -hmm. And you have to be trusting and knowing that whatever seeds you plant are exactly for the person that's supposed to hear Mm -hmm. it, just like this podcast. Even if one person hears it, your job's done. Yes. So listen to this. Four years ago, I was up at Malibu. I just started working with NAMI. I give this presentation. Cut to January 22. I was up in Malibu. Apparently, I had now the senior. I had the same student, (gasps) and he came up to me afterwards, and he was like, I just want you to know that your personal story four years ago and the information that you shared and the advice that you gave was just what I needed to be able to ask for help. And I was like, (gasps) So you met, like you've changed this young boy's life, right? Yeah, yeah. and you what you've you've changed hundred hand on heart, you've ripple, changed hundreds. The ripple effect of that though, you've also changed his family's life, mm-hmm. right? Like, right, but it's and it's not even. It's just you know, it was just it was nice to hear. Yeah, I know people are like, you don't need validation, but I'm like, but it was nice. No, to it hear. is oh. nice because then you know that what you're doing, you're, you're on, on the, the right path. path. Yes, because and I also think like. Um, Sometimes I've done a yoga class and I'll hear a quote and during the class I won't really take much notice of it and then maybe two, three years down the track something in my life will happen and then I'll remember that quote and I'm like, whoa, remember when – so you've done that to so many young Mm. kids. They'll go through something maybe in their 30s and then they'll just randomly remember – yeah, and you just never know. They never feel alone because yeah. hearing your story. Well, and that's why I yeah. love personal stories so much. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love this speaking space that I'm getting into because this has been like an evolution. And mm. when I just was up at Capagama at Pepperdine, it was the first time where I was able to see the, like the past four years of my work really come together into my own thing. Mm-hmm. And it was this combination of like the mental health conversation, yeah. so destigmatizing it, my personal story, and then comedy because I made it really lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> and it landed. Like people, it resonated with people. And I was like, this is it. Yeah. Like, this is it. And you're very approachable. Yeah. Like as, um, a, like you are very approachable, which I think is a key to I, what I you're doing. Qu- a question. You mentioned before you being avoidant before all this came about. How does someone know that they're avoidant to their emotions and in life in general? Hmm. Could they be listening and be like, fuck, am I avoidant? Like, Hmm. I'm not too sure. So I'm just going to share what I experienced and hopefully that will answer the question Mm -hmm. or maybe I'll get to the question in that way. I 
think it comes back to education. Mm-hmm. And this is where I believe in the personal story aspect. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like, we will feel things, we'll go through things. But if you're not able to identify what something is, how can you fix it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or how can you make it better? So for me, I, at the time that I was in college, thought that I was maybe lazy because I didn't – all of a sudden, I went from being this, like, star student in high school involved in every extracurricular, yada, 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 friends with everyone. My transition to college was really hard. I didn't want to go to class. I wasn't showing up to do my work. I wouldn't follow through with commitments. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually getting to a place where I didn't really want to do anything, and I couldn't even – do laundry. I couldn't open oh, mail. Wow. Mm. Like I couldn't even open mail or pay a bill. And even if I had money to pay the bill, I was so overwhelmed with life, I couldn't look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just had like stacks and stacks of mail. And as you know, you can't not pay bills or yeah. then that compounds and then you pay more, but then you don't have the money. Like it's just one Thing after the other. Yeah. And like I didn't have a manic episode that led me into a psych ward, but I had about a series or of like five years of making poor decisions mm-hmm. because I couldn't deal and I was avoidant until I dug myself into a hole where I was homeless, couch surfing, sometimes mm-hmm. like sleeping out of my car because I mm. felt shame asking for help from mm-hmm. my friends to stay with them or like I was a burden. Yeah. But but really, I think if you find you're distracting yourself with certain things, like mm-hmm. I think people automatically go to the go-to of like drugs and alcohol. Mm, but yeah. guess what? Mine wasn't. Mine was busyness. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm busy, busy, busy. Oh, I'm fine. You know, yeah. like distract, 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 and having to be still with self. Or, yeah. or like buying things. Like I would impulsively buy things because I couldn't control anything around me but I could control buying something. Yeah. And that gave me like an instant gratification. Yeah. Me personally, when I knew uh, mentally I was in a good place is, especially during lockdown, I could sit by myself and I didn't have to distract myself with Mm. anything else. Like I was comfortable. Yes. Yeah. And now I'm in that place. I feel so much appreciation for how far I've personally come now. It's funny, like, because I'm like, I don't want to be around people. So people people might be at home and they might be watching television and it's just that question of asking yourself, like, am I watching television for a reason? Like, is there something I'm avoiding doing? Like, just asking yourself Mm. those questions. No, they're important to reflect and just check in. Like, I'm always encouraging people to check in throughout the day. Mm. Like, ask yourself what does my heart need? What does my mind need? What does my body need? Yeah. Um, and a good way to do that is just like place one hand on your heart. I know it sounds so elementary. One hand on your stomach and just like take a breath mm-hmm. and just check in right there. Mm-hmm. And look, like we all have stuff. We all have distractions. And as, you know, I'm talking about these five pillars and I'm talking about my morning routine and checking in throughout the day. Guess who loves to, at the end of the night, watch like a murder mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Religiously. It's so funny. Some of my friends are just like, this is so weird. You live such a certain lifestyle. And then 8 p.m. hits and like. But but you you probably ask yourself, if you ask yourself that question, why do you watch it? You're like, because it actually gives me joy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
but that's all and there's your answer you don't have to ask yourself anything more right if you have days like just say you wake up and you have a day and you skip any of your five tools I would say do you put pressure on yourself or feel any kind of like what's the word that's a great question. Disappointment? That's a great question. I Initially, I did uh-huh. because I was so attached mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. like, no, I need to practice these things and I need to do mm-hmm. this. I have found so much fluidity within right. them yeah. and really just listening to what I need mm-hmm. and knowing that like that shifts and changes. And for example, right now, my meditation is not sitting for 20 minutes with mantra. It's a lot of chanting. Okay. Mm. I'm in a chanting space with yeah. like my kundalini work. Yeah. And like I'm really loving the sound and I'm really loving doing that. As far as the gratitude goes, that is happening. But I'm also – I just started like 30 days ago A Course in Miracles. Oh, sure I if, love that. Yeah. Yes, which is quite a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If anybody knows, it's such a mind fuck excuse my language it's like dismantling your thought system basically she's telling you to like be still take action every day and you're like huh (laughs) like do something that makes you uncomfortable every day or what no 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 no. it's just it's a course in miracles is a year-long commitment gabby bernstein is like massive into the course yes and marianne williamson teaches it and they're little daily lessons around dismantling the thought system that we all currently have. Wow. And the the be still, take action part, it's one of my dear friends and I, we were laughing about it because it's like swim, don't kick. Like there's all these contradictory things. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a short lesson of like five minutes, but it's so heady where you're yep. just sitting there watching it being like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I guess that means it working swim yeah. don't kick what does that mean no but that's what i'm saying like yeah. be still take action and you're like huh how are you supposed to yeah. be still but take action right yeah. yeah 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 that's what a course in miracles is that's my experience thus far oh, although wow. i'm only 35 days i've heard in. it's amazing and life-changing so i'm sure next minute we'll be doing it yeah no i <laughs> so gabby bernstein's like massive into the course of miracles yes yeah I have kind of read a little bit. Um, so where what's next for you? Like where do you want to see this all going? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. I was I love that though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I have goals and there's things that I definitely would like to do, mm-hmm. but speak I speak about them, put them out there. Yes, speak about them. Manifest yes. them. Yes. Do it. Manifest them right now. Cool. <laughs> TV show. Yeah, love that. I'm currently doing a monthly segment as a mental health and self-care correspondent mm-hmm. on our local news station. Oh, love that. That's cool. Yes. And I'm loving producing those segments and creating them and getting to discuss the things that I really love so much. Yeah. Um, speaking to more colleges, mm-hmm. which I'm so excited because I just signed with a speaking agent specifically in the college space. So right. I'm going to hit the college circuit in the fall. So all across America. Yes. I love wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, stream stream the Brit movement classes because I haven't done that yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all of you friends in Australia can <laughs> find me and we can all hang out together. And we can be that. dancing in our yeah. living room together. We can together. be dancing in our living room together <laughs> while doing leg lifts and squat pulses and all of it and then finding our breath and just ecstatic movement. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can't wait. That's, I love like that. our type of workout actually. Yeah, yes. it actually is. Yeah. 
And especially like first thing in the morning, it puts you in a good mood. It does. It does. It does. Get your coffee, get your day. Yes. But truthfully, I like those are things that I know are going to happen within mm-hmm. the next year. And I'm mm-hmm. so excited about it. But if there's something else that's out there for me, I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. And maybe I don't know what that is. So I'm also open to that as well. I, I mean, love look, the openness. look the development of your life in the last like four years. So it's like anything is possible. No, I'm so proud. Like, like seeing what you're doing, especially like helping people, just fills me up with so much joy seeing how you're mm. impacting mm. the world and your community. Yeah, mm. and I know there was a time there, maybe this was like three, four years, or maybe it was more than three years, four years ago. I think um, I know LA was like swallowing you up. Yes. Mm. And yes. exactly what you're saying before, it, like, you know, you've had these things happen, but I literally remember it was mm. like swallowing you up and you weren't your bubbly happy self or maybe you're putting a mask on and exactly what you're saying before so to see how far you've gone and how effective these tools are is amazing well i'm i'm so glad you said that too because i actually have a question for you (laughs) (laughs) it's like roles are a is this for me yeah yeah this is for both no but you just kind of touched on it i'm sure it has been interesting because you guys have been part of my journey and part Mm -hmm, of my story mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. a very long time through these major pivotal moments yep. mm-hmm. since I met you at Soul Cycle. Yes. yes. Shout out Soul Cycle. <laughs> I went there this morning, actually. Oh my gosh, I need yeah. to help you while you're Did here. Did David's class. David, I'm like, it's David. still the same. It's, it's still the same. It's, I left and I was like, tell you, oh my God, that quote hit me deep. <laughs> no, I love David's class. <laughs> That's what I miss in Australia. There's no <laughs> instructors that are like that. Like you just always get something out of what he yeah. says. It's the best. It's, it really, I've actually I, missed Soul Cycle, I have to admit. Mm. I've gone twice too. since we've been here. And I was like, there's nothing quite like, like it. it. Yeah. I went through a period where I didn't and recently I started going. But I, in, you know, reflection, I have met some of the most amazing people. At Soul Cycle. At Soul Cycle, yourself mm. included. But back to my question. Oh, yes, go. Because yep. you've been through all of this. Yes. Like, have you, like, how she explained how mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. been for her, but, like, have you been able to witness the transformation of myself? In yeah, that and that's what I said. I, I'm i so proud of you and what you're doing. Like, I, I know there was a stage there that I was probably a bit too abrupt and f- forward towards you in, like, saying my opinion. And I remember one stage you were like, no, thank you, because you're the one that, like, shook up my mm-hmm. life world. and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I some sometimes I question. Maybe I was a bit too harsh on you. No, not at yeah. all. Sometimes Wait, I, I feel like what that. Happened. It was one summer we were here, and Brit was a bit lost, and I was just oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, what do you want out of life?" Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. What I'm doing, but like, it was that moment of I was starting to have a few moments of awareness like that. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah. This is just, you know, it's so easy to get lost. And you use the word swallow. Yeah, like it's so easy, especially in this space, to be swallowed Mm -hmm. unless you have a real sense of self and identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I only want, I want to say, I only ask you, asked you those questions because I love you and care for you. And I wouldn't ask just anyone. That She's asking like, like no. down the street, like, what do you want out of life? No, because like, I, see, I see it in yes, you I and, I, and I'm just mm. like, some, like back then I'm like, I wish I could shake you and tell you how great you are, yeah. but I need you to find that out about yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, and it's true. And like I genuinely love both of you because mm. you've been so supportive of me mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. 
this whole journey. And what's been interesting for me as well is to see through the transformation how like some people haven't stayed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually been something that some people have. Like one of my very, very that two of my best friends, both Holly and Louise, like, I don't know if you guys ever looked at Louise in London. London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just brought, you know, like, people that are there. Mm -hmm. And then others haven't. And you're like, this is interesting. And that was hard for me to come to terms with, though. Because you're like, when you do go through these different stages, like, who stays and who doesn't, Mm -hmm. or who grows with you Mm -hmm. and who doesn't, it's weird. It is. Mm -hmm. It's weird. And it's like, but then I feel like you're better off Without, if that person doesn't want to know who you are now, yeah, for sure, journey, then you're actually better off without that person, for sure. So, I think you just learn to move on, yeah, you do, yeah, definitely, yeah. Do. But yeah. I just wanted to point that out because sometimes I think people do go through that and you're like, this feels uncomfortable, oh, of I course. Don't know. yeah. I mean, any change or any part of healing is fucking uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like all the things, the five tools that you're saying, it's like. For someone that hasn't been in that kind of space before of awareness, meditation, or that kind of practice, it's so scary. It's very scary. And I yeah. think, oh, actually, I go back. I want to manifesting right now. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love that. Yes, manifesting. Um, with with one of the things I really plan to do in life is make the stuff accessible to people that maybe have never been introduced to mm-hmm, it before. Because mm-hmm. I know where I'm from, for example, in like central mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, like my mom, bless my mom, because she's me. She's like hippy dippy fairy. Yeah. Like she's so my North Star for so many reasons. But aside from her, like I grew up in a space where this isn't stuff that was talked about. Yeah. Yeah. This is still very foreign to a lot mm-hmm, of people. Mm-hmm. So as I travel and as I get my word out and grow and whatnot, I really, really just want to be a voice to those that it, it when it is new, they can be like, oh, yeah, I can do that too. Yeah. Because mm. I think a lot of times people hear it or see it and they're like, I don't have a seat at that table. I think also it really needs to be pushed in like preschool or like that kind of age. Like, for example, the guy that we're staying with while we're here, Dave, his daughter, now she goes to like I would say I wouldn't say hippie. She went to like a hippie kindergarten. I wouldn't say hippie kindergarten, but it's very it's in West Hollywood. Yeah, yes. progressive. Yeah, great yes. word. It's in West Hollywood. Like all the cool parents, like all the cool kids, and they talk about feelings. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> like they talk about feelings. Like you know all that kind of stuff. And you know what? They probably are meditating or going to Kundalini with their mum. That's the kind of place that this school is. Yeah. And we were sitting outside the other day, and it actually made my heart and Sarah's. I know so happy that she learned this. We're sitting outside, and she's like, "I'm gonna do yoga." We're like, "Yeah." And she's like, okay, we're gonna do a meditation. So like sitting there, we close our eyes and. And the most the cutest thing, she's like, close your eyes, put your hands in front of you in a little black bowl. bowl. And she's like, okay, so, okay, so put all your bad thoughts in the bowl. Just throw them in the bowl. (gasps) I'm like, I'm dying. I'm nearly nearly crying. I was like, (laughs) Like, we don't need them. Yeah, she's like, we don't need them. Just throw them. Okay, sit there and just think of your bad thoughts and then throw them away. And then she's like, and then put the your hands in a lotus um, flower up above your head or something. And oh, she's right. Like, she totally is practicing yeah. that. And then she's, yes. like, she's like, and then all your all the things that you make love you about happy. yourself or make you happy, put them in the lotus flower and let them grow. <laughs> I was like to Sarah, I'm like, with my eyes closed, one eye open, I'm like, 
God, I'm crying. This is the cutest thing ever. That's and I'm like, sweet. that's when, that's the age. And she's seven. I'm yeah. like, that's the age that these kids need to learn by that little practice. It could be just that practice. Bad thoughts, good thoughts. Our Get generation is very progressive compared to our parents. Oh, yes. But I think the, what is this generation? The kids' generation oh. now. TikTok generation. Yeah. I think is it Z or is it? I don't know what it is, but we're I'm the just, millennials. Yeah, I think we. I think our 100. We're progressive yeah. compared to our parents, but I feel like this generation below us totally. Mm. But also, we're in major cities. This is true. Yes. This is what I was going to say. Yes. That's why yeah. I feel like that's why I was saying like LA is very progressive, but it is the broader community yeah of countries and stuff like that that do it needs to be in the school curriculum for sure for like sure 100 um but that's something that made my heart happy and i was like if you could get that into like kinders or preschools or whatever you call it here that would be amazing i mean the sky's the limit i'm open yeah 100 but that made my heart happy so to know that that your messages are you know relaying onto people yes like that is amazing Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm you very proud. Else? No, I'm good. Uh, where can people find you? Oh my gosh, people can find me. It's on- not Brittany Turbo. It's Brit. <laughs> it's Brit with two T's. It's meet at meet Brit, M E E T, Brit, mm-hmm. B R I T T on Instagram and apparently TikTok because, like, I that's a thing now. Yeah. I love feel- TikTok. Do you? I love TikTok. Uh, I- Sarah loves TikTok. It's fun when I do it. I just need to get better at consistently doing it because yeah. I've been so inconsistent with it's it. It's a lot. That's it our is. age group too. Like I feel like that happens. But uh, we'll definitely put your um, details below the show notes as perfect. well. But we've loved having you on. Can Thank I also you. say when people have their morning coffees, can they also tag Brit, get your coffee, get oh your coffee? Please we do. Need to, we need to start that up. But sometimes we do yeah. it. Um, but – because we're coffee snobs. Yes. P.S. My coffee here is like $11 Australian. Really? Yes. A blue Alfred's? bottle. No, Alfred's is cheaper. Blue bottle. You Wait, you guys need to go. Oh. You need to come to Great White with me. And you oh. need to come to Narwhal with me. Narwhal Coffee on Main Street in Santa Monica. Okay, Shout let's do out. it. Okay, amazing. All right. It's get so your cute. coffee, get your day. Get your coffee, get your day. It's my tagline. Yes. We love it. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, it is actually a Feel very good mantra. Yeah. Isn't it though? Yeah, I love it. It was birthed on a mountain. Was it? When my yoga teacher training had just started. I So this is funny. Can I tell this story? Yeah, go. We love stories. In the midst of this whole like transformation that we have just been discussing, one of my grand ideas was to go through a yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. However, I never practiced yoga. You had to yoga once with us. Remember? I know. I, I went to – I went – Three times, three or four times in my life. And for whatever reason, you drank the Kool Aid. I, yeah, I drank, <laughs> not even that. I didn't even like it at the time. I was like, I just have to do this. Something, it was a yeah. 200 hour intensive at Yoga Works. For a month, right? What? So I was in over my head because it was like Virabhadrasana one, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, like, I have no idea what anything is. So as I was starting this yoga teacher training, I was hiking with my friend Holly, and we were on the top of a mountain at sunrise. And I was just like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna become a yoga teacher, and I'm gonna go through this training. Get your coffee, get your day. And I was like, oh, wait. I love I that. Like this. So it's just kind of this idea that really you can do anything. Yeah. With the right attitude and a little pep in your stuff. I love that. You need to like do merch or something. Yes. Yes. That would be sick. Oh my God. A totally loop. Get your coffee. coffee get, get your, your day. day. Oh my God. It should be because we live off coffee. We do. Like 
copy ha- snob. Ha- hat. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do that. Oh my God. Yeah. We can do let's it like. Do it. Okay, let's do that. All okay. right. Get Bye, fam. Bye. Bye. <laughs>